Good morning, I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all here to South Park Church, whether you're here in person, watching online, or listening to our podcast. We're just excited to have you spend some time with us. As Kevin and Lindsay said, we're leading into celebrating Christmas next Sunday, uh, and it's going to be an awesome time to celebrate the best gift that we can ever receive, and that's a personal relationship with Jesus. And so I hope you'll be coming back next week. It's a great time to invite friends and family to come to church with you, especially those who are not in church or don't yet know who Christ is, uh, because our focus next week is going to be to introduce people to Jesus and to celebrate how amazingly awesome he is, truly the best gift that we could ever receive. Uh, We'll also have an opportunity next Sunday and and throughout this whole month of December uh, to make uh, also a special gift to our Christmas offering. Uh, This is a tradition that we have at South Park Church. We want to give something to Jesus on Christmas because ultimately Christmas is Jesus' birthday. And so one thing that we like to do to give to Jesus is that we take up a special offering that we give 100% of it away uh, every year. And each year we prayerfully choose two ministries to give that money to. And then we split the offering in half and, and give it away. And so this is our way of giving back to God and saying, Jesus, happy birthday. Uh, we want to share some love uh, and, and support for people that, that you are very dear to your heart. And so um, this year's uh, recipients, one of them is New Story Church. It's a church plant in Winston-Salem. We heard from Pastor Scott Osterberg last week telling about uh, the ministry and where the money's going to go to support them. Uh, later in the message today, I'm going to be introducing to you uh, our, our second recipient from our 2019 Christmas Eve offering. Uh, and this is, a, this is something that we have a lot of fun with. And, and people respond in different ways. Some people, you know, say, well, who am I spending the most money on this year for Christmas? Is it my spouse, my boyfriend, my girlfriend? Is it my child? Is it my grandchild? And and whatever that monetary number is, I'm going to give as much to the church plus a few dollars more to say, Jesus, you know, you're number one in my life. You're going to be number one on my Christmas list. We've had other families that, that calculate the total amount of money that they spend on everybody for Christmas, and they match that and give that to Jesus through the Christmas offering, plus a few more dollars to say, Jesus, you're number one over all my whole Christmas. And then we have people give less than that and more than that, somewhere in the middle. And, and what's important is what's in our heart, that we can give Jesus a birthday gift that blesses other people, and we give it away, and we say, happy birthday to Jesus. Well, two years ago, uh, we took up our Christmas offering, and we gave half of it uh, to uh, the Rotary Club here in Ballantyne to use to go into Haiti and to take clean water to some of the communities there in Haiti. And so the Ballantyne Rotary and the International Rotary uh, matched our dollars with their dollars, and we were able to do some amazing things. And so I'm excited today to have Tom Harmon with us. Tom is a United Methodist uh, at Light of Christ Church here in Charlotte. Uh, He is part of the Ballantyne Rotary, uh, and he's come simply to say thank you uh, and to let us know how that money has been used uh, to bring clean water to Haiti. So if you'll join me in welcoming my good friend Tom to the stage today. Thank you, Kyle. Good morning. I'm here to say thank you and to provide an accounting to you for your, so gr- your gracious donation in 2017. Um, in April of 2018, Melissa McIver and Hal Hoffman joined us on a trip to Bayonet. And I tell you, I'm very encouraged and inspired by their commitment Boy, these lights are bright, aren't they? <laughs> You're a superstar, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I'm sure not used to that. Um, but I, I'm really inspired by their commitment to helping the people in Bayonne. 
Following that trip, uh, Ballantyne Rotary applied for a Rotary International Global Grant to provide clean water to the community of Zorange. And I'm, I'm here to tell you today that that, that, pro that project is almost 90% complete. Uh, yeah. So I posted this on social media this week, and Kyle, in his Harvardish ways, chimed in, God rocks. <laughs> so was it God rocks, or, yeah, or yay, God rocks, or God rocks? Living water coming from God's rocks. And I thought he was sending me a message, but it sure opened my eyes, oh pal, thank you. Um, after that trip, we returned, uh, excuse me, after the, uh, in 2019, yeah, <laughs> it's a blur now. In 2019, we returned, visited Kapiti. Um, yeah, there we go. Kapiti, they had been relying on a rain system, and they had had no water in the last 13 months. We returned, we've applied for a grant. It's been approved, and this past week we received over 50-some thousand dollars in funding for, to get uh, water to Kapiti. I expect work to start in early 2020 on that project. Um, and then lastly, the, your Christmas offering of $35,000 was leveraged into $152,537. Two communities will have clean water uh, serving over 5,500 people. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Tom. Grateful to Tom for coming and sharing that good news with us and knowing that your generosity is changing lives. When people in Haiti make 2 or $3 a day, to get $150,000 would take uh, between 100 and 200 years, depending on if you're getting $2 or $3 a day. Uh, so your generosity is, in effect, uh, millions of dollars worth of water to two communities in Haiti. Uh, and I think that was an incredible birthday present for Jesus. So thank you for your generosity. Our other recipient this year uh, for 2019 uh, is an organization called RIP Medical Debt. Uh, the RIP stands for Rest in Peace. Uh, and their goal is to wipe out medical debt in America especially for people uh, living under the poverty level, two times the poverty level, level uh, or under. Um, they report that one in two people in the United States uh, will not go to the doctor because it's going to cost too much money. Over 25% of all credit card debt uh, is medical debt related. Over 60% of bankruptcies uh, are medical debt related. I read something just this week that said 45% of Americans say that if they had an unexpected medical cost or emergency of $500 or more, that it would be difficult for them to pay that. 45% of Americans, $500 unexpected medical cost, it would be difficult for them to pay that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much to get to $500. Walking in the door is like $500. And so RIP Medical Debt has a mission that we believe is of God to help people be liberated from crushing medical debt. Uh, Kevin and I had an opportunity to talk to one of the founders, Jerry Ashton, this past week. Uh, Jerry was in San Francisco. We were here in Charlotte, and uh, we had a conversation uh, through the Internet uh, just asking him, what does RIP Medical Debt do? Why do you do that? All that kind of stuff. And this guy is just an amazing personality. 
And so I just want to let you kind of eavesdrop on some of our conversation just to see what this is all about. Check it out. Jerry, welcome. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Well, thank you, guys. I always love to visit generous, generous people. I love to visit the rich among us because the richness that you've shown is the wonderful care that you're going to be showering on people thanks to their receiving an envelope saying that their medical debt has been abolished thanks to the generosity of your congregation. We're thrilled and excited uh, to discover what you all are doing. Maybe we can start out just by asking, what does RIP medical debt do? Well, we are rather unusual. Uh, We were started by a couple of former bill collectors. I'm one of them. And somewhere along the way, we got our orientation twisted up and we decided to become predatory givers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and as a couple of bill collectors, we know the ins and outs of the industry. So we were able to go to the debt buyers who buy debt from hospitals and let them know that we wanted to buy debt from them. But from a charitable point of view, we wanted to find people who are two times the poverty level or below, people who were uh, in hardship, uh, people who are insolvent. And these are the people that need the most help. So when we do approach debt buyers who bought that debt from hospitals, we use our analytics to go into their database of all the monies that they have that people owe, and we locate only those people. And in the case of your church, only in an area around a particular geography or a locale. Okay, so you buy up medical debt from people who are just buried underneath that. Yes, that is correct. Why do you do that? That's amazing. I mean, how do you shift from being a bill collector to, to paying someone's debt off? That's amazing. Well, if you could be a tax collector on your way to, where was that? <laughs> <laughs> and have a change of mind, I guess is good enough for bill collectors too, right? Absolutely. 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 So we, uh, we had been helping um, a small charity in New York City that was attempting to do the same thing, but they had more of a, an agenda to have people pay attention to what, who they were and what they were doing rather than the pure and simple act of forgiving someone's debt. So uh, Craig Antico, my partner and I, decided to launch RIP Medical Debt in January of 2014. And it's been over five years now. And I want to let your congregation know that uh, they helped us reach our goal, which happened to be that of abolishing $1 billion worth of medical debt as of this year. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thanks a billion. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone can say that and actually mean that. (laughs) Awesome. What do we need to know about medical debt? What, What are some of the statistics? Why medical debt? You know, we're, I'm, we're kind of a troublemaker in a way because people, there's some things that people want to, don't want to think about or talk about. And that is medical debt is one of them. Uh, you know, nobody talks about their pains except to family members, even if at that, nobody wants to talk about being chased down by bill collectors. This is not exactly um, uh, social Palaver. You know, people don't do that. So this is something that's very seldom mentioned or heard about in a community, and we're bringing attention to that. We want the, your community to know that 15 million Americans this year 
will exhaust their life savings because of medical debt. Sixty mm. percent of all bankruptcies in the United States are medical debt related. If somehow some magical cure of having a universal health care plan came about where medical debt was no longer a debt created by the healthcare industry, we would put 50% of all collection agencies out of business. Wow. That's how huge this is. So when you look at that and you see, as we did through our eyes, that, that maybe it's okay and a good idea for a hospital or a doctor to get the money that's owed to them. Some people need a reminder and some people who can't afford to pay it might just not be paying attention. We're not talking about those people. Mm -hmm. We're talking about people who literally are on the edge where they have to make a decision. Do I, do I put tires on the car or do I pay this bill? Mm -hmm. Do I, do I cut my medication in half because I can't afford it? Mm -hmm. These are things that should be like, like we want your congregation to know that you need to put us out of business. Mm. No offense. <laughs> no, no problem with that. No what's, what's interesting about the faith-based community, and this is where we honor you so deeply, is that uh, when a ch uh, church in Dallas, Texas area, Covenant Church, decided to um, donate to us to abolish debt in that area, uh, that attracted the attention of the local NBC station, which attracted the attention of the newspaper, which attracted the attention of uh, religious publications. And when people became aware of us, much as your operation did, they became aware of us and they were touched by what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And they educated themselves, you know, who are these guys and what are they up to? Is this real or Memorex? What's going on here? And when they realized by becoming educated as to what the problem is and that we're one of the solutions, at least to clean up after that parade, that's when action takes place. And right now, there are over 100 churches lined up this holiday season to make a difference in their town and communities. That's beautiful. And we're grateful to be one of those because you have inspired us when we found you on the internet. Uh, we thought that's exactly what God is calling us to do. Can you say a little bit more about who qualifies to receive uh, an abolishment of their debt? It really is a, uh, a financial matter. If you're two times a poverty level or below, and poverty level is about $26,000 for a family of four, when you're at that level and you get a $5,000 medical bill, guess where that puts you? Or let's say that you happen to be one of us rich people in New York City with a $100,000 paycheck. You get yourself a $10,000 medical bill and you're in hardship. If that is what you owe after your deductibles, you owe after your insurance kicks in, if you have insurance, and all of a sudden, your paycheck has to stretch not quite as well as it once did. So it's that type of a person. If we don't care about color, creed, religion, race, political beliefs, we believe them, just as your church does. There are the least among us, and we need to help them. Well, we're grateful that you're doing that um, because it, you're, you're changing people's lives. Absolutely. Um, so if someone's in the congregation hearing about you for the first time, 
how do we know that like, we can trust RIP medical debt? I mean, what about transparency? I've looked at your website and it looks very transparent. What, what do you all do to help people kind of navigate that? Let me count the ways. Um, for example, there's one concern that people have. Um, <clears throat> is there a tax consequence for people whose uh, debt is abolished? Uh, people wonder if there's a tax consequence. Well, uh, a major law firm studied what we were doing as a 501c3, and they came to the conclusion, which is supported by um, by the IRS code, that as a 501c, this is a random act of kindness. Okay. There's no quid pro quo. There's no desire on our part to have anybody write us back and send us money or pay it forward. Same thing is true of, the, of your church. You're doing good. If in some fashion someone want to get back to the church and say, <clears throat> I can't thank you enough. That's between you and them. Our job is to deliver the mail, and you guys are the ones that made the mail possible. That's one thing. A um, couple of former bill collectors. Who can trust those kind of people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I had to say that. Well, it's because what we do is already happening. Hospitals will sell their debt to debt buyers. The debt buyer sells it or collects on it themselves. They'll sell it to debt collectors, which means you are in a chain of pain. From that point on, even though they might have bought that debt for two or three cents on the dollar, they're going to pursue you for 100 cents. Mm -hmm. So if they bought your $10,000 debt for $100, well, guess what? They want a full $10,000. Mm -hmm. So we step into that world because we're from that world and say, hold on here. We're going to buy debt from you, but we want to buy the debt that you shouldn't even be talking to. You shouldn't even be addressing these people. Frankly, it's not even a good business decision. Why are you chasing down people in, in those circumstances, those conditions? So with that history, our ability to be able to do that, well, $1 billion for the medical debt we've abolished. Wow. Haven't had a single complaint. <laughs> now, when you buy debt hundred dollars of debt for a dollar for non-bill collectors. That's amazing to me. How does that work? Well, it works because debt is valued on the basis, excuse <clears throat> me, debt is valued on the basis of collectability. And if you've gone through the hospital's collection system, and then you've been farmed out to several collection agencies, and months later, years later, you still haven't paid a debt buyer can come into that hospital and say, you know, you have non-performing assets. Why don't we, why don't we make a trade here? And that's when they buy the debt and they proceed to, to chase after it. And they'll chase after it because they're in business to make a profit. We're not talking about the ethical, the moral, this is a business. It exists. It's legal. Okay. I have no argument with that. But what we're saying is, Casting a blind eye on the effects of the people that you're collecting on, we question that. Mm -hmm. You would question that. Mm -hmm. It's just not the Christian thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. So um, as far as credibility and believability, we have the finest um, attorneys that are, they started out pro bono and then people started giving us money and then they started charging us. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we have, and every year we have to publish a, um, a report on the internet 
which uh, outlines exactly what our costs were, how much money came in, and what have you. And this was unique to us because as bill collectors, we didn't know from charities. Uh, we didn't know there was things called restricted funds and unrestricted funds, meaning some funds had to be used to buy debt. Other funds could be used to keep the lights on. So part of our education in the last five years was to be able to get squeaky clean and, and happy to tell you we are that. Good. That's awesome. And just from an outside perspective to think that, you know, in essence, my dollar is matched by 99 other dollars. That's incredible return on investment as far as changing someone's life. So, Well, it does. Um, we have four major universities that are doing an econ economic impact study of what it means to uh, take medical debt off of someone's back. They've been doing the study for two and a half years, and it's going to be published next year, 2020. Yes. And that report, which is a sampling of about 60,000 debtors, will pretty much prove to anybody that if you take medical debt off of someone's back, you take that credit mark off their report, and they are back into the game again. Wow. Can you share a story or two, a personal story of, of someone or a family that you all have been in contact with and how that has changed their life? Here's an interesting thing, and I want you, congregation, to know you're going to be disappointed. A lot of people are not going to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't take that personally because we understand the mental framework that people are in that have been hounded by bill collectors. Mm -hmm. So when your envelope lands on their, their, their kitchen table, it looks like just another bill. If we're fortunate, they open it. When they open it, they will know that you helped eliminate all that, all that debt from their back for that one particular bill at least. Mm -hmm. And they will thank you. That doesn't mean they're going to pick up the phone or send you. Oh, email. no. Yeah. But they will thank you. They will have one more thing off their minds. And in literally a half million people whose debt we've abolished, we have maybe oh, two or 300 people that have written us letters or have gone on television. And if you Google us, you'll find different TV stations that and churches that have enabled people to come forth and talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I want you to be both happy and disappointed at the same time. Yeah, no, and we don't want to pat on the back. We just, we're excited to tell stories of how people's lives have changed. Absolutely. I yeah. can give you good stories. The saddest stories are the people that write to us whose debt we can't buy. Mm. Because they're not located in the portfolio of debt that we purchase. Oh. So where the church could be helpful is that if you know anybody on the church board, uh, on a hospital board, you know any people in the healthcare industry that we could talk to directly, mm -hmm. we could go directly to the church right in your town. Now, excuse me, I love churches and hospitals. <laughs> we could go right, to, right to a hospital in your town, those yeah. that they could either donate that debt to us or they could sell that debt to us. And that way we would absolutely find people in the community who would be willing to step forth and talk about that. That's yep. what we anyway. And, and my understanding is if we're able to donate $15,000, we can help designate where in the U.S. that that can help abolish debt. Is that correct? And if not, it, we, we trust you that somewhere in the U.S. it will be abolished. Here's what happens. If we don't have debt in your exact city or your zip codes, then we go out from there, farther out, farther out. For example, we're forgiving debt in Appalachia. Mm -hmm. Now think of that, that's a huge stretch of land. Mm -hmm. But the churches that are delivering that gift to people in Appalachia, 
they know in Appalachia that someone somewhere else cares enough to make that difference. Absolutely. So that's the appreciation that, that does come forth from this. Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Um, so, um, basically, it's the bang for your buck. Every dollar is 100. Your 15,000 is 1.5 million. That's incredible. Yep. So, Jerry, I, wish I, I wish I could run a stock market like that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's incredible what you guys are doing, abolishing a billion dollars of debt since founding. Um, thanks for spending time with us. Is there anything else you'd like for our congregation to know about what you're doing, why you're doing? Well, we want your congregation to know that you're evidencing your faith. You'll know them by their works. This Your church isn't talking about helping people. It's actively doing that. So that's where I honor every one of you. Jerry, thanks for your vision, and thanks for letting us be a part of that. Thank you, Reverend. We appreciate it. Kevin, you want to jump in and say anything last to Jerry? Hey, Jerry, I just got to say, man, we're just blown away by what you guys are doing. And it is just so incredible to think that there was a big change in your life that had to happen to do that. And I'm sure that those first couple of years, it was kind of like, what did I get myself into if I had to guess? As my partner's wife said to him, why are we going into debt to get other people out of debt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just hope that now you're starting to see a lot of the fruit from that labor. And, you know, people like us across the, the country are, are going to work at this to join your efforts. So, Well, you may want to use this part of your clip. The faith-based community this year will abolish $300 million worth of medical debt across America. Mm, that's amazing. The faith-based community could actually eliminate every single dollar that's owed in America that we have access to. Wow. That's the kind of power that the church has. Yeah, and it's incredible to just think that you know, it's not just our church that's doing that. It's it's what happens when the body of Christ comes together and the bride of Christ is united as, you know, Jesus prayed for in John 17, that incredible things will happen and that they will know his love when that happens. So kudos to you for, for helping to make that happen. Well, we're blessed. That's all. And we're helping share that blessing. And thanks to you guys, we can do even more of it. So I can't tell you enough, again, how much I appreciate your church and the work that you people are doing. God bless you, one and all. Thanks, Absolutely. Jerry. Jerry, thanks appreciate so much. you very much. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. What a great man with a great vision to change the world, change our, our American family, to help people here in our own world get out of that, that chain of pain. When you think about the chain of pain when you're sick, you feel bad. When you go to the doctor... You have procedures, that's not always fun. Then you get the bill, and that adds to the chain of pain. Then your debt might be sold, and, and collectors are banging on your door, haunting you. You have to choose between paying your bill and eating, putting tar, uh, tires on the car, like you said. I mean, it's, it's truly a chain of pain. But then to see people like Jerry and his partner and people all over our nation saying, this is not cool, this is not fair, it's not right. They're willing to go into debt so they can help other people get out of debt. And why did they do that? He said, because we're blessed. It's simple. We're blessed, and we want to help bless other people. Next Sunday, again, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the best gift that we've ever received. We're going to read the, the Christmas story. I'll give you a glimpse of that today. And 
We're going to read a piece of scripture here from Luke's gospel in the New Testament. It's just after Jesus has been born, uh, and some of the angels are going to go and share this good news with folks. We pick up the story with Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And of course, we know they're talking about Jesus being born and how he's our Savior and and gives us life to the full and life eternal when we choose to follow him. And we're going to celebrate that good news like crazy next week. But I think there's also additional good news of great joy that in the name of Jesus, when we help other people, they receive great joy. And and could you imagine the joy that someone mired in, in medical debt would receive when they go to the mailbox and they find an envelope that says, There's a Christian church, followers of Jesus somewhere, who have abolished your medical debt. You are now free from that. Can you imagine the weight that would be lifted off of their shoulders? Just the power and just that that message in a simple envelope that that through the power of God, they have been set free. I mean, that's a life-changing opportunity that we can give to someone. I was blown away that he said that this year alone, churches will forgive over $300 million of medical debt. He said churches have the power to wipe it all out. Now think about that. That's That's an incredible thing. Churches can wipe out medical debt for those who are the least among us. They work hard don't make a lot of money. They're buried in this dead. And we have an opportunity to say, Jesus, happy birthday. Jesus, Merry Christmas. This is my gift to you. And this is a gift that will absolutely change people's lives. What's really neat, he talked about the Appalachia region. And um, just in the past week or so, we found out that there is a family somewhere in the United States who is going to match any gift made to the Appalachia RIP medical debt uh, fundraising efforts They'll match it dollar per dollar. So basically, if, if we give a dollar that would normally be $100 of debt to wipe out, our dollar now becomes $200. So I talked with our outreach team leader and some of our staff, and we, we feel led to designate the Christmas Eve offering, half of it to rip medical debt to go to Appalachia. Now, what's cool about it is uh, the western part of North Carolina is included in that. Almost one-third of our state would be a recipient of this. Now, so every dollar that we give we'll wipe out $200. Every $100 that we give, we'll wipe out $20,000. And so this is an incredible opportunity for us to change lives in the name of Jesus. So brothers and sisters, I just would invite you to think about this, pray about this. And maybe this might be the time that we come back this Christmas Eve and we blow the roof off with our Christmas Eve offering. So what? So what's the point? What's the big idea? This is what I think the point is today. And I think it's simply break the chain of pain. That we can break the chain of pain for people who are just smothering under medical debt that they cannot afford. Break the chain of pain. Bring a gift to the Christmas offering. Give Jesus a birthday gift. And have a very Merry Christmas in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's pray about that together. Gracious and ever-loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to help people in your name at Christmas. We thank you, God, for Tom coming today and sharing how we've been able to bring clean water to Haiti and how that changed lives, God. We thank you that this year we can support New Story Church and that we can support RIP Medical Debt, God. That we can help liberate people, God, from just amazing debt that is miring them in their lives. 
And most especially, God, we get to do this in the name of Jesus, that whatever we do, your name is proclaimed, your name is glorified, and that the good news of Christ is shared with others. So God, we can't wait to come back next Sunday and celebrate Christmas. As the, as the children got us all fired up for today, God, we're going we're gonna to do that and just have an awesome Sunday next week. And this week, God, just, just touch our hearts. Let us pray and think about what we can give to you on your birthday to help make Christmas special for, for someone else. God, we love you. We praise you. In Christ's holy name, amen. Let me invite you now to stand and join in singing our last uh, song this morning.